and welcome in to a very special edition of, I guess, Rapid Recap, a reaction to a big-time recruit. I am Greg Smith, a senior recruiting analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I'm joined by Steve Mark, our football extraordinaire here at Inside Nebraska. And Steve, we've got a big one to talk about. Dylan Rayola, uh, the number one quarterback, five-star out of Buford, Georgia, Buford High School in Georgia, has flipped to Nebraska from Georgia, uh, previously committed to Ohio State. Uh, everyone knows in the world, everyone in the world that follows Nebraska football knows that he is a huge deal. Um, anytime you land a five-star quarterback, um, anytime you flip a, a, a player, period, from Georgia, um, that becomes a big deal. Um, so there's a lot to dive into and a lot of things that we can kind of break down and dissect. But Steve, I want to start here with you. What was your initial reaction when we first started to, I guess, Monday, get wind of this being something that was even a possibility? Complete and utter shock. <laughs> I was not expecting Dylan Ryla to ever enter my life at all since he committed to Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs back in, I think it was May, right? May 15. Mm -hmm. yep. um, he had left my mind. He had left my memory. I was uh, just completely off of him and um, just, you know, going going on um, with my life without Dylan Raiola in it. But now he is back and he is in my life yet again. And it's a complete and utter shock. That Monday night was so wild to be, <laughs> to watch unfold online on, on X and on um, everywhere. Just like Husker Twitter. Sorry, I'm calling it Twitter. Husker Twitter just completely melted on Monday night with the news mm -hmm. that um, he had set an official visit and he was going to be in Lincoln uh, the next weekend. So um, I don't know. This this is just, you know, absolutely crazy. Um, like you always told me, tell me, Greg, um, recruiting never stops. Matt Rule mm -hmm. obviously never stopped uh, the 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 fight to go get uh, Dylan Rayola and bring him home to, to Lincoln, Nebraska. And, you know, it, it compelled me so much that wild Friday night that I had to write a column on it. And so I wrote mm -hmm. one for Inside Nebraska. But, um, yeah, it was it was shock. I, I did not expect uh, Matt Rule to pull off this magic trick that he that he certainly did. And it was a magic trick. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. And I think that that this is it's something that, you know, thinking about this and you and I have kind of talked about this off pod because this is a it's such a big deal not just for Nebraska, and it is a huge deal for Nebraska, obviously, but nationally, it's such a big deal that we were trying to compare it to another flip. And the first one that really kind of comes to mind of the, the scope of this really was a couple of years ago, the Travis Hunter one. When mm -hmm. Travis Hunter flipped from Florida State to Colorado on signing day, decided yeah. to go with primetime that started kind of a movement like that's what this is. This is what this feels like. And in a lot of ways, in some ways. It's bigger than that because you're talking about a quarterback. Um, now, you know, we know Travis Hunter is awesome and he's a great two-way player and all of that. But like whenever you're talking about quarterbacks, it becomes an even bigger deal. Um, and I want to go back to something you said at the Matt Rule magic trick, because I think that that's a really good place to go next, which is in order to have put to pull this off, Matt Rule had to do something that I think is not probably ta been talked about enough kind of in the lead up to all of this, because there's been this huge build up to this happening. It's not a, it was not a huge secret, but it's still a huge deal. Um, he had to do it, it. It had nothing to do with playing time or NIL or even the, the family ties that Dylan has, in my opinion. It had to do with trust. One of the things that we talked about 
throughout this season with Matt Rule and his first year here at Nebraska is just how it felt like you it felt like you could trust Matt Rule when he goes up to to the podium it felt like he was being genuine and authentic it felt like the messages he was giving us were the same messages he gave his coaching staff the same messages they all gave the players right and that's something that I've heard in recruiting about him is that he's been genuine and he he is really honest and upfront and I think that obviously Dylan and his father, Dominic, were watching Matt Rule throughout this whole season to see all of this stuff unfold. Because it's not like, you know, they it could not have been that they committed to Georgia and then just decided randomly that Nebraska is going to be the pick. They had to have done some homework on that, right? Now, of course, it helps, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, that, you know, Don, Donovan Rail, <laughs> um, the offensive line coach is in town because what better sounding board? But that also, I think, plays into the trust factor. That tells you something. If Donovan Rayola thought that it was not going well with Matt Rule or that Matt Rule was not who he said he was and that they weren't on the right path, Dylan Rayola would not be coming here. Like they would not have, he would have just told his nephew, hey, let's do this. Um, and you're coming into a dumpster fire, which is what I think would have been the sell under the previous coaching staff, which is why it would have never happened <laughs> under the previous coaching staff. But yeah, I think that the trust factor here is huge between Rule and the family and Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the the family looked, like you said, they watched Nebraska season play out and they saw um, maybe maybe uh, they kept an eye on Donovan Rahel's position, the offensive line and how it and how it improved and and how Nebraska was one of the best rushing teams in the conference and how rule may have rewarded Donovan Rayola, not for his work on the recruiting trailer because he's Dylan's uncle, but because he's a good offensive line coach. And I think mm -hmm. that's something totally agree. That, I think that's something that Nebraska fans are maybe learning um, where, where, you know, his first year on the job was it 2021 where, um, you know, it wasn't really looking great. Um, but over time, now that Donovan has been there, um, he has some, he has some experience doing it in this room. You can tell that his players absolutely love him and he's oh, doing yeah. good work on the recruiting trail. And I think, um, Matt Rule really likes him. He likes him some Donovan Ryla. And they just fit well together. Yeah, they really sure. do. They're two football guys just talking <laughs> yeah. football. They're two line of scrimmage guys at the end of the day, just talking ball, talking shop. And Matt Rule rewarded uh, Donovan Ryla mm -hmm. with an extension with his contract, gave him a bump in in salary too. So maybe maybe that had an, uh, something to do with uh, the Ryla's kind of just like seeing something about Matt Rule that uh, hey, this guy he's. He's um, doing things his way and he's doing things that we like and we can see a future um, playing for this guy. So I think that had something to do with it, too. Uh, Donovan did um, maybe in the way that not everybody kind of maybe yeah, thinks, not so not the low hanging just, fruit way that people see it. It's, yeah, a, it's just more like think about it a little that. bit it's, further and go a yep, little bit farther agreed. about like the development and, and what Donovan Arella currently means to the program right now. I think that had a lot to do with it, too. And you have to, by the way, you the on-field portion of that. Yep. You can't say that they don't have trust in the guy protecting the quarterback, right? Yep. <laughs> they got they obviously will have that built in. Um, and I and I totally agree with you about that because the offensive line piece is a key thing in all of this when you talk about the football. I think that that group got better. I think they're going to continue to be yeah. better next year. Um, and I think that there is like the assumption that they are like they need to go out and get a bunch of dudes in the portal on the offensive line, I think could not be further from the truth. Um, and I, and I don't think that's part of the strategy at all. Um, but I don't want to sidetrack us here on that. We get into a whole different side portal discussion. Uh, but back to Dylan, one of the other things that is as now, as we kind of, as the news kind of hits and we're settling into this, 
it becomes a matter of what what then happens because of this, right? So it becomes whenever you get a, a five-star player, whenever you get a five-star quarterback, you get one that is as popular as he is, as big of a name as he is. It now be, it becomes part of a, do you think that other guys will come because he's then in the mix, right? Like, and I think that there is a chance for that. It's a it's a little bit weird timing just because of where yeah. we are in the Time calendar. Is odd. Yep. Yeah, being in the, and, and, and it, that's not a knock on him or anything like that, just for if you wanted to fully maximize being able to bring additional guys in, Nebraska's yep. up against it numbers wise. Like it's just a mm-hmm. real, it's really late to be kind of, you know, processing guys and then bringing other guys in. Like it's just a tough situation. So TBD on that, we'll see. I think the, in my opinion, maybe the biggest short-term impact for that could be tr- uh, like another transfer wide receiver. I think that that's where now all of a sudden your situation becomes a lot more attractive, especially if Nebraska, like they've been trying to do m- for the most part with transfers, which is get multi-year transfers. If you can go to a guy that has two or three years left, that's a quality wide receiver and say, hey, we want you to come be a part of this. Look who's going to be throwing to you. I think that that's something that that is really feasible and you can kind of suss that out over the next little bit of time uh, because we have more time to do that than to sign a high school kid. That's exactly right. That's where my mind went first. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So now that Dylan is in what what is next and what is next, I think, is like you said, in the transfer portal, especially an older veteran wide receiver who wouldn't mind catching the running some routes and catching some passes from a five star quarterback who he, who he obviously has uh, seen and heard about through social yep. media. Uh, for months now, just because uh, Dylan Ryla is hot in the streets right now. And yeah. uh, guys are going to know who he is. Um, Dylan, Dylan knows a lot of guys too. He's played with a lot of guys, seven on seven and everything. Um, he comes from a great program, uh, uh, multiple programs over at, um, yeah. most recently at Bruford, Georgia. Uh, there's some players down there, I think, Greg. Yeah, I go one or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, one or two. Yeah, so um, yeah, my mind went, obviously, with the receiver room. Um, Nebraska could really use an injection of veteran of a veteran guy um who can maybe show show the younger guys the ropes like malachi coleman jalen lloyd Jaden doss um those guys need i think somebody to to maybe help lead them and show them how to be pros and i think you know somebody maybe we'll we'll see how this plays out but i think that's the top priority for me right now is is gill is getting dylan riola um as, as a peer recruiter and seeing what he can kind of get himself uh through the transfer portal as a receiver yeah, and I guess the, the the final note that I definitely want to hit on, and this is probably now as we get through the excitement of the recruitment, this is what people will start to dig into. Dylan Rayola, the actual football player, right? I, yeah. I have said this to you and I've said this to other people. I think that the hysteria of his recruitment has somehow overshadowed just how good he is. And I think mm-hmm. that when when there the hysteria around the recruitment is totally justified because to me he is an outstanding prospect. I know that you watched his film. So what yeah. are what are your thoughts on what you saw when you popped on that senior film? Yeah, so 3-year starter overall um and what I like most is like he's accurate. He's completing passes. He's a career 64% uh, quarterback, which is really good. He's limited the mistakes, which is really good. He's thrown 88 career touchdown passes, 11 interceptions. 
Um, his senior year at Buford, 63% completion percentage for a little under 3,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, just one interception. It's kind of silly when you read it. 34 yeah. touchdowns, one interception. Especially if you know that that offensive line was bad. I want to put that yeah. out there. They okay. were, it, he was running for his life. So yes, yeah. that also you get brownie points for that. <laughs> yeah, and, and running for his life. We'll touch on that uh, a little <laughs> bit later. But the the frame, I love the frame too. Six foot three. He's like a legit 220, 225 mm-hmm. around there. So, I mean, that obviously he'll still need to develop. He's only a true freshman. That's one yeah. thing that we'll touch on as well. But like, you can't turn on the film and not, not just like get excited about the arm strength. Yep. Massive arm that, that ball. I mean, he's, he's launching uh deep routes off play action fakes. And the ball is like, care is going down the field, like 55. And it looks effortless yard, oh, air yards. Yeah. It looks effortless like, too. Like, it's just like a yeah. flick of the wrist. And that thing looks like a video game where the ball is just going. So, you know, that kind of brings me to my next point of he looks so good and it and can be so dangerous as a play action, uh, uh, like off play action mm-hmm. that like, it just tells me, it's going to be really important for Nebraska's offense for Marcus Satterfield, who's coming back as the OC to really kind of develop a traditional handoff run game mm-hmm. with offensive line and the running back to, you know, just, just give the threat of it there for defenses who maybe start creeping up towards the line of scrimmage and putting more guys in the box. And that's where, you know, Dylan Rella can really, can really win is with, yep play action uh deep bombs down the field stretching a defense but for that to happen you need a reliable and steady consistent run game with the running back because yep look for for as talented as Dylan Ryle is for as huge as his right arm is um he's not I don't want to call him not mobile because no. he can move around well yeah he's athletic he's enough he's mobile and he's mobile enough to extend plays but he's looking to throw the ball down the field when he's extending plays on the run he, he's obviously a really good on, a thrower on the run as well um but you're not going to be like dialing up i don't think like 10 10 uh quarterback designed runs for Dylan Riley no. you're not going to be calling like a QB power for um Dylan <laughs> no. Riley in my opinion um so you know that's going to be a, a a different thing for for Husker fans to maybe get used to with the offense and maybe it's a welcome change because yeah, Husker fans yeah. know you know name off a Husker quarterback in in the recent years and you, you know he's probably missing games because he's been hurt because he runs the ball so much yep. so um you know I think that's the next step with the Huskers offense is what it's going to look like um I think it's going to be a lot of play action I think there's going to be fewer design quarterback runs um, and I think there's going to be a lot of deep shots. I mean, Dylan Rell, that, that right arm it is huge. So, um, you know, it's not going to be, I don't, I don't think he's going to like, um, win the Heisman trophy his first year here, but like, cause he's a true freshman still, there's going to be development. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be bumps like in the every, road. Just, just prepare like yourself for that. Freshman, yeah. It helps for sure. everybody. Um, but you know, what more can you say, but this is, this is a huge, huge, um, win for Nebraska, for Matt rule, um, exciting day to be um, a Husker fan. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I smiled when you talk about the deep shots because you can, this is, this is what's good about what they already have in place in, in Lincoln, right? Is that yep. I can picture exactly what that can look like because mm-hmm. I see a play action pass and I see either Jalen Lloyd or Malachi Coleman getting deep um, and, and beating a defense over the top, especially as teams adjust because there's going to be, I think there's going to be opportunity to do that early because teams are still going to play them like they did last year where they load up the box and try to take away that run. They're not going to necessarily respect it. And we're going all the way to the 
the fall here, but that's just where my brain goes. And so just thinking about kind of the chess match there, I think those opportunities are going to be there. Now, teams are going to be a little bit more on alert for those guys and all that speed. But then that's where you start to work that underneath stuff, right? Where you also Mm -hmm. then have Thomas Fedoni underneath. If you go, you know, three wide, you've got Jaden Doss, or if you've got another transfer in there or what have you. The other part of this is that if you're, if, you're upgrading the quarterback talent and the processing ability. You also have kind of those dump off passes and all of that now then become a a situation that's open and available Mm -hmm. to you. A lot of things like instantly, I think get better when you like get a quarterback of this caliber in again, I'm with you. Like we're not setting the expectations at Heisman in year one. I think that that's crazy, but I do think that the, like, and and I guess this is where we we can go here next because I do think this is important expectations for year one assuming that he's the starter is it is it just be better than what they had last year or does is the bar have to be higher than that for you for year one so i'm i'm someone that you know when i look at this program right now you look at the defense right and the defense has a lot of dudes coming back a lot of guys (laughs) yeah they're gonna be a yeah i robinson nash hutmacher jamari butler uh Cam Blenhart, Principal Uman, Mielin, all those guys as of today are set to come back. And that's just the defensive front. Linebacker, right. there's a little bit of holes there. Um, and I think Wright they still back. could. Yeah, and, I, and I think linebacker is like another spot today. where we could be looking. Yeah, as yeah, of when we're recording this. Yeah, for sure. And then you look at the defensive, the back end of, of the defense, there's some talent there too. So Nebraska is going to have a really good defense again in 2024 as of right now um if everybody uh slated to come back actually comes back so that um that's a good thing for a freshman quarterback is to be able to lean on a defense where if it doesn't work out right away maybe you go three and out um you you have your defense out there and you have the ball back in four more plays because they're three there's nothing you should never have to force anything because you know that that defense is going to hold you down yeah for sure and so you know when i look at last year and it's funny Greg, when you, when you bring up like the deep ball shots, that gets me really excited because remember last year, like where the, whether it was Jeff Sims, Heinrich Harburg or Chubba Purdy, there were opportunities down the field to hit even more big plays than they did. Like for as much as Marcus Satterfield for the fan base kind of is not totally on board with him. You, you can't deny that there were some open receivers running free down the field in 2023 and Nebraska just did not have the quarterback play to hit them mm-hmm. or see them. See so them. <laughs> that, that is, that is the benefit of having a true quarterback Dylan mm-hmm. Rayla, who has been in a locker room, a football locker room his entire life. He's, he's been mentored by guys like uh, Matthew Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. Because of his dad's connection with the Detroit lions. Like you are getting a true quarterback somebody who was born to play the position um at nebraska so in theory you'd think that dylan Rayola would see those routes down the field and he mm-hmm. had like we've talked about the arm strength he has the arm plenty of arm strength to get the ball there and lead these guys um to to big plays down the field so you know then my next question is can he do that right away as a 19 year old true freshman in 2024 right. against big 10 defenses that seems like a lot but guys have done it before um and you know i you know Six wins is the is the mark to get to a bowl. I think if you get to a bowl game still, I mean, that's just, you know, people want to talk about, you know, 12 team playoff, whatever. That's way down the line in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's down the line. That's just his get junior six year. wins. Just get <laughs> yeah. a baby steps, get there, just get to a bowl game. You're gonna have a defense good enough to get to a bowl game and um just you know, he, un- 
I don't, I don't want to say unfortunately, but unfortunately Dylan is going to have a lot of weight of expectations on his shoulders. And did he create some of it by how he's operated his recruiting, his own recruiting? Maybe, um, but it wasn't just him. I mean, he's got family on his corner. Um, you help helping him along with this thing with the Ohio state, the Georgia thing. And now um, uh, Nebraska, there's been a lot of hopping around, but if you look at other, other past five-star quarterbacks, those guys tend to hop around. That happens. Oh, yeah. I think that happens more than people realize. I mean, yeah, Adrian, so Mar- Adrian Martinez had three different um, yeah. commitments in his time. You mm-hmm. know, I think Taylor Martinez had a couple, like this has happened before. I think that people yeah. just, it's a recency bias kind of thing, but I totally, I'm with you there. For sure. But yeah, when you're, when you're talking about, you know, expectations, I think six wins a bowl game, that would be incredible for this program and solid play to have Mm. a true freshman hop in right away and like lead the team there, um, uh, you know, behind a really good defense in 2024. I think that's what you're looking at. God, I think that that defense point is really smart. I think that that Mm. is because it, uh, for all the expectations and pressure that will come on him from the outside during this off season, and it's Mm going to build the thing that he will be able to turn and lean on is that defense. And what honestly, what they can say to him, and I think this is really realistic and I think it will happen is listen, you see those guys on the, on the black shirts, you know, yep. they're the truth. If you go out there and at this point manage the game, like we don't have to have you be what we think you're going to be your junior or senior year right now, you can still learn and develop because we saw the defense keep them in it when you had bad quarterback play. Mm -hmm. So if you're just solid while we continue to layer on and build, then we really got something here. That's what the coaching staff would say. And I think that that's very, that's very fair. And I think that that's something that you can, it's easy for you to kind of wrap your brain around. It's easy for you to build an identity around that. Um, when you're kind of going to, you know, those guys are big on their identity and sayings and all of that. Yeah. Um, you can, you can just see the storyline building for itself. The way to take pressure off of the five-star is the quarterback is to have that defense in Ty Robinson and I, Isaac Gifford and, you know, Nash Hutmacher and Marquise Buford, the, all those veteran yeah. guys yeah. are the ones that are going to help him along to build the foundation of what's happening. And I think that that's not any, that's not crazy or anything unrealistic that you could see unfolded. And another thing, you know, leaning on the defense, another good thing for a true freshman, 19 year old quarterback, that's going to be leading you into the season is, you know, I, I think if you would catch Matt rule behind the scenes, be a fly in the wall, he'd be telling his offensive line like, hey, look, we got a kid coming in here and he's going to be starting for us. That's going to put a lot of, I think, good pressure and kind of like maybe the leadership stuff with the offensive line that's coming back. So you got Teddy Prohaska at left tackle. You have Bryce Benhart at right tackle coming back. It's huge. Now that's even bigger. (laughs) You have your starting center, the quarterback. Oh, that's also huge. Ben Scott coming back. Now there's holes to be filled with the guard spot. Maybe Turner Corcoran comes back. Maybe he, maybe he bumps down uh, to left guard, which I think is, I think would be good for his best spot. Finally get him off of that tackle. It's not working. Um, Let's get him at the left guard spot. Maybe find a right tackle. Um, that is a veteran offensive line that can protect the quarterback. They did a better job of that. They, they did un, under Donovan Riola, um, Dylan's uncle. They've steady, steadily improved, like we talked about before. And if they could just like, you know, get the traditional run game going, and there's going to be some questions to answer there with like who's going to be running the ball, um, what what is the status, the the physical status of Gabe Irvin Jr. of Ramir Johnson? Mm-hmm. Are they coming back? If they do, what kind of shape are they going to be in after a dislocated hip and then dislocated shoulder for Ramir? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you know you would like to see 
a really a, a big emphasis on getting that traditional handoff run game going to help out a young quarterback because you already got a defense that's going to help out a young quarterback in my opinion. So and a, and a veteran uh, offensive I, I think, line. Yeah, yeah, I think Matt Rule talking to those that, those offensive linemen. I think they're going to take it upon themselves to be mentors themselves and protect mm-hmm. this young kid that's going to be leading them to the season. I really think that. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic point. I think a good one to end on. That that is. I think uh, there are built-in things to where he doesn't have to carry the whole thing himself, which you would not necessarily know just looking at the team's record. You wouldn't get that, but Mm -hmm. being inside of it, you totally see how this kind of sets up for them to like kind of throw their arms around him and help him to grow steadily versus throwing everything at him right away. And I think that that's going to be Mm -hmm. important as the outside will just rain pressure down on him to be the man right away. I think in they have a lot of safeguards there to help that out. And one more thing before before we get out of there about the expectations thing, mm-hmm. that that's the benefit with Dylan Riola, where he has been around football his entire life. Yep. He's been in locker rooms. He's going to already be seasoned in how to uh, deal with all of the expectations because just his recruitment alone about everybody wondering yeah. where he's going to end up. He's, he's had years of doing this already of handling expectations, handling media appearances, um, handling everything. So I think that's just another benefit of bringing in a five-star quarterback like Dylan Riola is he's going to be more mature in, in like a way of, of, of that a, a quarterback a leader of a program should be, you know, at, at this age than other, other kids, his age. So I think, you know, this is just an, obviously a home run for Nebraska in every in every manner. In every sense, your pro, you we see it in the NFL, we see it in college football. You you nail quarterback, you get a big time yep. quarterback like this, and it works out. It changes the entire trajectory of the program. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. about here, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Um, make sure you uh, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get these videos directly into your feed. We have got plenty of coverage over at Inside Nebraska, wall to wall coverage of all things Dylan Rayola and, and the commitment um, that has happened here for Nebraska and how big it is. Um, it is. It's kind of the talk of college football right now. Who would have thought mm-hmm. that heading into the early signing period that Nebraska would be stealing these headlines and would be one of the talks of college football? But here we are. Um, it, it is it is definitely a big time for Nebraska. We will catch you guys later.